Yo, Omkar, what's up? I'm great. How are you doing, Zavia? Are I'm doing great. वैसे army के बारे में तेरा क्या ख्याल है? Well, यार huge respect to them, huge respect to them. But काफी चीजें मुझे पता नहीं है यार army के बारे में. यार same यार. और वैसे तुझे पता है आज के हमारे guest कौन है? Ah uh, yeah, Mr. Colonel, Mr. Nehru. You know what, Omkar? मुझे ना ऐसा लगता है like being an army is such a like is such a job of you know courage and bravado like. I don't, I don't understand how anyone can go there or in the front and on the borders and just you know give their lives away for the country. Like it kind of amuses me and intrigues me to no extent. What do you think about it? ये दीवार जरा बस कर मैं क्या बोलता हूँ तेरे को सूरी से कुछ काट रही होती है और तब तेरा खून निकलता है ना रो पड़ती है तू इतनी बड़ी बड़ी बातें तो कर मत. I don't think कि हमसे कुछ ऐसा हो पाएगा. I mean, they really have a brave heart, yeah. ओमकार ये तो मुझे भी पता है कि हमसे नहीं हो पाएगा बिकॉज कमॉन यार वो वो लेवल का जज्बा होना है ना वही मतलब एक आर्मी मैन को सिविलियन से ना यू नो डिस्टिंग्विश करता है लाइक आई एम रियली रियली एक्साइटेड फॉर दिस एपिसोड हाँ ज्यादा टाइम वेस्ट ना करते हुए Hello everyone welcome to Vset podcast powered by the Literati Club with your host Zahabia Dalal and Omkar Chaudhary today we have amongst us Colonel Nehru director at NFA and a personality developer sir has commanded 23 Punjab regiment is an ex NDA and ex IMA infantry officer and served as an instructor at NDA he was a deputy president 17 SSB Bangalore before taking retirement from the Indian army Sir, it is our honor to have you at our podcast. Welcome, sir, to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Zabia. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So, should I begin with the questions? If it's okay with you, sir. Yeah, absolutely fine, Zabia. Please go ahead. Okay. So, sir, like being in the army is no joke, and the passion to serve the country and give your everything in its service is a bravado not many possess. So, how and when did you decide to join the army, and what was your driving force? Ah, uh, see, uh, I joined NDA in 1979 January. and uh, before that i was studying in 11th class uh, at merit uh, in a school known as st mary's academy and uh, that time nda was being talked about in our school because quite a few children from the defense background were there in our class and what uh, roughly we knew that nda life demands quite a bit of physical fitness and there are quite a bit of sports to be played and it is sort of an extension of uh, the life which you are leading at school which you used to like quite a bit so that was one thing also there was a big advantage that in our time uh, 10 plus 2 system was just getting established so uh, nda was allowing us to take the nda written exam after 11th class and if we could clear that exam we could join nda so we could you know uh short circuit one class that is the 12th class we need not do so this was one advantage and also the incentive was there that nda is a premier institute this is what we had heard and uh, defense services was a great uh, uh, career in those days uh, back in 78 79 because people thought of you know engineer doctor lawyer 
I myself am from a lawyer background, and defense services were considered big deal. So that was the thing. In fact, one of my classmates only brought the form and all also, and through that I had filled up, and uh, that is how I ended up joining NDA. So uh, it may be not very appealing, you know that. Uh, Uh, the thing about you know serving the nation and uh, you know such like big big thoughts are not there actually that, that is the fact okay so that's very that is very interesting so so how does it feel to serve um, your nation and what was your experience at the 23 punjab regiment as um, you have mentioned in your bio that uh, 23 punjab regiment was also mentioned in uh, the movie border So, can you please tell us about your experience as a commander there? Ah, uh, okay. The twenty-three Punjab uh, fought the Longewala battle, and uh, late Brigadier Kuldeep Singh Chandpuri uh, was the commander of the Longewala post. Uh, and uh, it is all that history is uh, well recorded. and uh, well some of you may not be knowing uh, it was one company alpha company it was a sikh company which was being commanded by then major uh, kuldeep singh chandpuri uh, which got attacked by a brigade of uh, pakistani uh, you know led by pakistani armored tanks and uh, they stalled in their advance and we had uh, spread a wire enough minefields were also not there and uh, we held our nerves and we fought very bravely and in which pakistan suffered a lot of losses of course we were ably supported by the air force i think all of those who have seen the border movie they would be having a good idea as to what all transpired roughly those are the things which happened in that uh, war you know so this happened in 1971 so in 19 Seventy-one. I was a young kid. I did my tenth and twenty-sixth. I commanded this battalion in two thousand and one. So that is after a considerable long time. So Longevadal was far back in the history. I commanded the battalion in Arunachal Pradesh, uh, in uh, high-altitude areas, heights of about fifteen thousand or so. Uh, you can equate the uh, heights to something like. Uh, Uh, what you would have witnessed in the Kargil War, which was brought to people's homes uh, during the Kargil War time, so roughly those kind of fights on the uh, line of actual control on the China border in Arunachal Pradesh, that is where I did most of my command of uh, Battalion of Twenty Three Punjab. Those are tough areas, and uh, survival is difficult. Uh, there were not much of threats as far as China is concerned in those days. Even now, it is not there. but patrolling survival uh, remote areas these are the challenges uh, of commanding uh, in those areas yes sir so there's uh, one more thing that i really want to ask you that uh, checking out your whole gora forum i was really impressed by the fact that how you're politically upfront and you know there's no fear there is no afraid of anything and you are very relevant to the point and the question that have been asked to you so where does this confidence pops in to be so relevant at times uh, what whatsoever might be the condition in the political aspect uh how this confidence comes 
Uh, well, I think I was a fairly confident student. I was uh, good in uh, academic. I was a fairly good sports person. I have had. Uh, I mean, my academic record has been solid, and so has been my sports track record. Like I was uh, the uh, NDA champion of tennis, and uh, I picked up boxing, and I became the top boxer as well. Uh, so I mean, um, uh, a combination of uh, physical, uh, academic uh, successes, uh, physical pursuits, all these things I think add up to build uh, one's confidence, and that's why I feel confident or the way I am today. I really want to uh, talk about the physical activity and the like. You know, how do you stay relevant when it comes to physical exercises and so fit? Because I, I remember a conversation with you yesterday in the evening. You said that even till the date you have the ability to do push-ups, twenty push-ups with forty-five pounds. I mean, where does this ability and how do you? How how can I would definitely put it out for a young generation? Like, how can a young generation develop themselves? Like, even at the age of sixty, they can be a part of this vigorous training. Uh, you see, if you pick up a lifestyle and you start getting habituated to staying fit, uh, then it is actually not a big deal. You just, uh, you know, uh, what may appear uh, as a big deal from a distance for a person who is regularly doing a thing, it doesn't appear that much of a big deal. And the simple thing I can tell all the youngsters is, you see, uh, if you think that you have to run a marathon someday. You may feel that you know running forty-two uh, kilometers is a real big deal. Actually, it's a big deal. Uh, but thing is that you have to start taking the first step. And once you start taking the first step, and you gradually build up your capacity, you will find that uh, you know your ability to tackle distances, your ability to stay fit goes on improving. Also, let me talk about the psychological dimension. You see, if you are, let's say, you get into running. Now you know that uh, you have to do a distance run in the morning. So what will happen is, for force, you would be concerned about sleeping in time at night. You will also be concerned about how much uh, you know, the kind of food you are taking at night, because you know you have to be feeling light. Your thought would be about the run. Just try to visualize people like all these Olympians, Michael Phelps, and all that. They have been top-level swimmers from the age of six, seven years, and the amount of training they have been putting in uh, brings in so much of discipline in their lives. Uh, like I have spent about six, seven years in boxing. You see, uh, a person has to maintain his weight. You cannot. Uh, if you are overweight, you are out. You get disqualified. You don't even participate. And the same thing is applicable to uh, some of the other sports also, like weightlifting, wrestling, and all that. So these things bring in lot of discipline. And then what happens? Motivation keeps coming when you know either you are uh, trying to compete with a time. That is a challenge for you, you, or you are trying to compete with your previous best. And if you are uh, in a competitive sport, then you have opposition also. Like when we were uh, competing in boxing, we knew that you know if I can, uh, uh, you know, do uh, 400 punches in three minutes on a bag, 
there may be somebody who is doing 410 so his frequency would be higher than mine in the boxing ring so i have to train to so match his frequency endurance and all those things so this is how the motivation comes and at my stage uh, i want to say uh at my stage well i have been like that so it is not very difficult for me i just being the way i have been right right so i think it all takes a passion inside a heart and i think instead of vigorously training your body first of all prior to that i think vigorously training your mind that is more essential you can decipher things better i'm just saying i mean i don't find it a big deal i just get up in the morning and start running that's it right right definitely zabia what's the thing in your case do you wake up early in the morning So yeah I was saying that uh, I don't wake up early in the morning I don't think I can wake up early in the morning so like it is uh, you know kind of baffling how sir can do it <laughs> to be honest exactly Zabia never gets up before 11 so Zabia I will tell you I will tell you one thing when you say this that I can't do it actually that is where the problem is lying actually god made you and i almost in the same way it's just that for whatever you reasons you feel that you can't do it once you start taking the first step then things will start falling in place it's not that big deal actually it just looks like a big deal right 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 sir Yes, yes. So Zabi, I think even you're very high on the workout and the fitness region. So is there something on similar lines that you really want to discuss with sir? Uh, well, sir, I really want to know how to do a push-up <laughs> because I oh. have tried. I try, I keep trying, but I keep failing. Okay. I think sir has to come. Uh, like you know, we need, really need to get to. Oh, no, no. I will tell you that there everything has. A, you know, there is a very simple method. training in a way that the resistance is such that you can do at least 8 to 12 repetitions wow so in your case i can understand that you cannot do a push up with your toes on ground and hands on ground right you don't have to do that if you put your feet on ground and if you get onto okay. the edge of your bed and if you try a push up there i think you can do it Uh, sir, actually, do I do those things, and you can do about eight to twelve repetitions. You do that, no? Uh, I can do that. How many push-ups can you do there yes, on the sir, edge I, of the yes, bed? Yes, I do that. <laughs> yes, I do it on the edge of the bed, but I can. Okay. I'm not so able to do those. Can... Uh, the yeah, the ground yeah. ones. I mean, Zabi, I have started doing the ground one push-ups, and I can do ten. So what will happen? What are you kidding me, Omga? You doing ten? I can't believe that. I do ten, man. I do ten. I'm very uh, skinny. That's the reason, maybe. You be you skinny? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> well, sir, I I really this really intrigues me to ask you what is your quarantine routine? My quarantine routine, see, okay, it's a it's a rather boring routine. Uh, I start at five o'clock in the morning. I interview one candidate. It takes me about six to six fifteen to do that. Uh, there are times when i interview another candidate from about uh, 6:30 to uh, 7:30 quarter to 8 uh, thereafter i start my exercising uh, regime uh, i have a, a place in which uh, uh, you know uh, one round if i take inside my house 
in that i am able to cover approximately 150 meters okay so like on uh, a monday i will be running i will do 55 rounds of that so that will roughly take me about 8 kilometers so that would be my monday morning routine after that i will be doing some stretching uh some uh, you know core muscle exercises you know abdominal lower back and all that you know pick up crunches and all yeah. that you know those yeah. stuff yes 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 i am telling you it is it, it yeah so i yeah. i will do that i will do that. no sir i was just saying that it is great to know that at this age you you are like so intense into the workout and you're like you know you're so uh, fit because at people at our age we kind of uh, you know stray away from it we have started straying away from it we are we have become we are becoming lazy you know what i mean so like what um, uh, what advice can you give it, give to the youth right now about the fitness regarding the fitness See the advice I would like to give you. Like you have developed a comfort zone around the lifestyle of physical inactivity, you can develop a comfort zone around physical activity. What happens once you exercise? You do your run or exercise. The body generates endorphins, and you feel good about yourself. You feel light and nice. And these have got even you know. they these things uh, enhance your immunity it keeps you healthier your heart and lungs are better you will be in a better position to uh, take on corona virus in case it comes to you so all these things are there and if you just start you start feeling better about yourself just that a comfort zone can be built around a particular lifestyle uh, which you are leading it can also be built around a particular lifestyle which i am leading i am also comfortable in my lifestyle you are comfortable in your lifestyle yes. it's not difficult for you shifting to my lifestyle is difficult for me also it be difficult to shift to your lifestyle because i am not used to that right right i get the point yeah and the only thing what you have to do is you have to gradually shift to that and today so many things are happening i am seeing runners clubs are there their gym buddies are their cycling buddies the right. cycling groups are there like this but you know when you get into a group you motivate each other and you can do things collectively right right sir Yeah. So, Omka, you have anything to ask? I think I'm, I'm really very uh, enlightened by you know this uh, very powerful and a healthy and a nutritious conversation that we had. Same here, and it was really a treat talking to you, sir. Because uh, to be honest, like having such an enlightened person give their insights about things like these is really an honor for us. Definitely, sir. Because during this whole lockdown period, when our brains are really rusty, giving someone such a great advice, I think it's really a treat. And it's a dream come true that you know we should. It's a high time for us to start getting uh, to the. I I would say on the floor and start doing our push-ups and pull-ups and get ourselves fit and boost our immunity. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. I am not used to so much of flattery uh, in such a short span. I mean, I am really overwhelmed. But I will be very happy if you both of you start uh, 
Yeah so actually um, since you've uh, commanded the regiment sir i would like to know that how it is to like be a leader and to command people give orders like because you have to you know take everyone together and uh, you know be uh, that teamwork is necessary for everyone to like you know go ahead with the work that has been given so how do you manage sir how do you manage that uh you see uh, there are uh, you know in very simple terms there are two dimensions to leadership one is the dimension of skill and competence and other is the dimension of character and the character yeah. dimension is much more important than the competence dimension right so uh, if you look at uh, the leadership uh, what we talk about as political leadership actually the word right. leadership is misplaced there they are all uh, political opportunists they are not leaders because had they been leaders you know a leader would have been a person let us say you had this situation in february in delhi right now if a jeeval or any ex ex would have been a leader he would have just gone there on the spot and on the force of his personality he would have stopped Oh, that is right, these people cannot do because they are political opportunists they are not leaders they are not leaders their credibility is not there in the eyes of the people and leadership right. credibility is there and for that major thing is character a leader has to feel with his people you know he has to be if you are a leader of your delhi And if there is a something wrong is happening in Delhi, there is a crisis. Then the leader should be at that place himself. He can't be sitting in his office and or some shanti whenever he was sitting and praying or something for the better matter. Nonsense. Right. Like, this is not leadership. So character, character is very very important. And character build. There are so many ingredients. It takes time to build up. You know how do you build that trust of people? Trust is built through integrity, honesty over a period of time. It is not just one day. So right. these are the things which add to build up character. When you have uh, people with character, like I remember, uh, there was I did not give his name. He was uh, uh, he was a Christian guy. He was commanding uh, a chart battalion. In, uh, Uh, 71 war, and many addressed okay. the troops, and they were going uh, to assault across a difficult obstacle. He just said, 
देखो भाई मैं नहीं भागने वाला हूं मैं उधर जाऊंगा पक्का बस डेट्स ऑल जो मेरे साथ रुकने वाले हैं वो रुक जाओ अगर भागने वाले तो भाग जाओ तो भाग जाओ राइट लीडर्सिटी Yes, character, integrity, honesty built over a period of time. Not just at that time. It cannot be suddenly, you know, and suddenly right, morph right. into something different. It's actually pretty simple. So, so how do we get that? You know that those qualities that are required to be a leader, to be, to you know, to make people trust in you. How do we inculcate those things in us? ट Then you start developing a confidence that you have got control over your life. Right. Now, once you have control over your life, you will find that people around you, your colleagues, your friends, your relations, they will start taking your advice. You know how do you manage this? Because you would apparently be quite active right. in your life. You would have a positive influence on others. Fine. So right. first, so become a leader it's... for yourself, and thereafter, yes, and yeah. thereafter you graduate to becoming a leader for a group. Right, sir. I will. I will keep this in mind, so sir. I will definitely keep this in mind. Yeah. Definitely, oh my, uh... you do that, and you will emerge a good leader. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> Omkar, you have something no, to ask. No, I am keenly listening to the conversation that has been going on, and it's quite beautiful. I mean, I really learned a lot from this whole session. Exactly, sir. Like, sir, your ideas, your values are so overwhelming that they, you know, we can listen to you speak about those things, and we can learn a lot from you. This conversation has been the most productive conversation I've had so far. Yes, definitely, sir. And there's one more insight that I really want to tell, sir. That all these interviews. Thank you so much, Zabia. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And I think all these whole interviews, Zabia has been speaking a lot in this because I think she's really enjoying a lot. Because I think so far she hasn't ever spoke up. But Zabia, are you enjoying the session? Definitely, definitely, Omkar. I have loved this session because, uh, as uh, Omkar said, sir, this is true. I haven't been asking a lot of uh, questions, and I haven't been talking a lot in the past interviews. This is the first interview where I have actually initiated a conversation. So, thank you so much, sir. Really, thank, thank you, you so thank much. You. Thank you so much, Nadia. Thank you, thank you.
Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. God Thank bless. You. God Thank bless. You. And all the lovely audience out there definitely must have enjoyed our conversation with Colonel Mr. Nehru. And that was it for today. We'll meet you next time very soon. And thank you so much for tuning in to Vset Podcast, powered by Literati Club with Zabia and Umkar. Thank you so much.